Welcome to the International Podcast. Conversations that matter from around the world. From politics, entertainment, culture, the arts, lifestyle, and more. The International brings you various perspectives from key voices. And now, over to the host of the International, G. Van Robinson. Welcome everyone to yet another edition of the International Podcast. I am your host, Jeevan Robinson, here with you for yet another week. Today on the International Podcast, I'm very excited to be having the conversation we're about to have. And we're going to be talking about education in the age of COVID-19. I have here with me as my honored guests on the program, uh, two students who are currently studying. They've just completed one course of studies doing the registered practical nurse program. And now they're bridging to the registered nurse program. Um, I want to introduce to you today, Miss Naomi Pinto and Mr. Denal Daniel, both students. Denal is at Ryerson University, Toronto, and Naomi is at McMaster's University, also based here in the greater Toronto area. Good day to both of you. Hi, Jivan, how is it going? Hi, Jivan, nice to be here. Good, good, good. It's good to have you here. And uh, I wanna thank you both for agreeing to be a part of the international program today just to talk about education during the age of COVID-19. And we'll start off with you, Naomi, ladies first, we're gentlemen here. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to talk about your experience. You know, you were studying and you've completed your program. You're now a registered practical nurse and now you're doing the bridging program to registered nurse. So tell us about the experience before COVID and leading when COVID started and how your education was impacted? Um, so we were actually pushed back a semester, me and Danelle. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we actually had an extra week off when everything went into lockdown because they were trying to move everything online. Mm-hmm. And it was nice at first because we didn't have to you know, travel to school and so we could stay at home Mm -hmm. but it was actually kind of difficult with our online exams they had all these requirements um to make sure we weren't cheating like proctors and Mm -hmm. all of this our webcams on um it was different for everyone for teachers and students like our teachers were also learning as well as us when we first started zoom right yeah okay so we'll we'll come back to that you said (laughs) something i want to pick up on did what about you What, what was it like for you so before covid obviously we would go to class you have your teachers um your one-on-ones you could ask questions and just um bring about concerns and then once covid came about you had the online learning which was a learning curve for both teachers and students like naomi said uh the biggest change would be the limited time that you would have access to teachers you know, instead of being able to have access to them in person and being able to talk to them, you had a limited time to ask your questions and then the teacher would have to go to the next class. So it was a learning curve. 
So from a standpoint, obviously, of doing this advanced course of study and you're doing nursing programs where you need that interaction with the students in terms of your adaptation. How did you, you, you spoke about the limited access, for instance, Danelle, to the teachers. How did you make that adjustment uh, mentally? So that's an adjustment that we're still making even now in our course. Now it's less about um, coming to class and asking questions. Now it's about preparing ahead of time and less focus on the content. And you're really just trying to spend class asking questions and clarifying things because you know that you don't have as much access to your teachers. Whereas before you would go to class, you're learning, you have enough time to ask questions. So we're shifting the way how we're learning and the way how students are learning. Mm -hmm. What about for you, Naomi? I think it's more difficult now just because, so my school at McMaster, they teach totally different than any other university oh, really? in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a research-based problem study type of learning uh -huh. where the teacher actually doesn't teach. Um, she kind of gives each group um, a topic to research and each group teaches each other and you learn based on it's up to us how much we learn, mm -hmm. how in-depth it goes. So I'm just learning about that now, and it's kind of difficult. I was telling Danelle learning it online because you can't ask the teacher questions right after class, and it's just a lot to take in because we've been taught one way our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you, coming <laughs> particularly from your RPN, for those who don't yeah. know what RPN is, Registered Practical Nurse Program, uh, where you had that teacher interaction. Now, as you say, at McMaster's, it's an entirely different way of learning, research-based type of based right. type of learning. Before you actually began the program for yourself, were you uh, nervous, apprehensive? What emotions were you going through? I was nervous because I knew it was research-based and I looked it up, but I didn't really know how they went about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was definitely nervous for that. Um, I, I know I can do it. It was just like learning a whole different way of learning after learning the same way for like 20 years almost. Right, yeah. right, right. I want to come back to you briefly, Naomi. Yeah. What about you, Danelle? At Ryerson, mm -hmm. is it a similar type of learning you guys do there? Research-based or is it a different type of learning? So our type of learning is a standard learning. You know, you, you read your modules, you go into class, you ask your questions, um, and you memorize things. Naomi's uh, program actually has the highest success rate. Um, for students because their model is based off of doing your own research, mm -hmm. comprehending the, the knowledge and the text, and then you're coming to class prepared. So that's an adjustment that typically all schools are making now. And I feel like in a way it's going to enhance everyone's learning because now you're not depending on the teacher to ask or to teach you. You're now going and you're teaching yourself ahead of time and then you're coming to class prepared, which has shown for McMaster that it helps students retain information. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what um, Ryerson is moving towards as well. Like every school is uh, moving towards this research model because they're realizing that it's better, mm -hmm. but it's also because of COVID that we're being forced to do so. Right. So COVID has really changed the learning environment for both students and the teachers. Mm -hmm. Folks, you're listening to the International Podcast and today on the International, we're talking about education in the era of COVID-19 online learning. We're speaking with both Miss Naomi Pinto and 
Mr. Donnell Daniel, and they're both doing bridging programs to the registered nurse program, sorry, from the registered practical nurse program. Naomi is at McMaster's University. She was talking about the learning program there and how they do their adaptations. And Donnell is at Ryerson University, Toronto. Naomi, let, let us talk some more. I know you mentioned in your opening statements, you spoke about a different way of doing exams and so forth in this era of being online. Uh, talk to our listeners a bit more out of, of that experience of doing examinations online. And I know you had a particular experience with your exam results, which I'd like you to go go into after. But first, talk to us about that, that please. Um, it was challenging just because our, our exams are long, like minimum two hours in length. And I guess the newer generation prefers online, but and we're the last. I prefer pencil and paper, um, so I missed that, and everything actually shifted. We hardly did um, short answer questions. Mm -hmm. They kind of moved everything to multiple choice, mm -hmm. um, which is good and bad depending on what you like, um, but yeah, it was it was a lot. It was it was just a lot. Um, Physically, I guess, mm -hmm. just like staring at the screen for so long. Right. How many and hours? Minimum two hours. Some exams I had were three, three mm -hmm. and a half hours. Um, and it's also kind of weird because your proctor is looking at your webcam and you can't even look up. Could you explain think. for those who are listening who may not know what a proctor oh, is? Yeah, just oh, so a proctor. Mm -hmm. um, so we had um, so it's basically another teacher or a higher person in our school mm -hmm. um they're assigned to five students at a time in class and they basically just watch us um through our webcam to make sure we're not cheating right so if they see us writing we have to show them the blank paper before we start writing mm -hmm. um you're not allowed to look anywhere which is like habit if i'm thinking <laughs> yeah, i look yeah, up you look around so <laughs> i had to make sure like i wasn't doing that uh -huh. and yeah that was probably the toughest okay okay yeah. okay we'll come back to you <clears throat> briefly now but what about you Donald? the examination experience yeah, so like Naomi said, the examination experience, you have someone who's proctoring your exams, so you're really just trying to pay attention to the computer, and you can't do too much movements because then someone will think that you're cheating, uh -huh. um, and of course, you don't want that to go wrong. <laughs> of course, you're thinking about the internet um, halfway through because, of course, if the internet goes off, there goes your test. Uh -huh. So it's really just um, focusing and uh, I miss having the pen and paper because even on this side, sometimes I like to scribble like just a few notes in my head or, or if we're doing a calculation, just have a note on the side. But like I said, you can't do that. So you're really doing everything in your head, mm -hmm. which is an adjustment. But um, overall, it's nothing too hard to adapt to. Right, right. Naomi, I'm going to come back to you. And you had a unique experience regarding your examination results, I recall. Uh, do you mind sharing that with us and, and, and especially that experience in relation to COVID and, and what you, the ordeal that you, you went through? Yeah, so when I was doing my um, licensing exam, it was four hours long and um, I finished my exam in two hours and I said, Naomi, you have two more hours, look it over. So I went, I started looking it over and um the power went out so <laughs> everyone in the room i think there was about 30 of us writing um they were 
the lights went out. It was um, winter, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a storm. So the power cut out. They were trying to get it back for hours. We were just sitting there for about three hours. And they told us that they don't even know if we'll be able to write again mm -hmm. for this period. We'd have to wait a couple months to write again. Mm -hmm. So that was so super frustrating, especially because I finished two the hours exam. before. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I just kept kicking myself that I should have submitted it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, but then in the end, it worked out um, because I did finish the exam. The computer just sent it to mm -hmm. the, the the administrators. Yeah, yeah. the administrators, and um, they said I passed. So mm -hmm. yeah, it worked out in the yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> it that, worked out for me, but I don't know about the but others. the other yeah. persons. Okay, okay. Now mm -hmm. we're here speaking to you both about COVID nineteen education in the era of COVID nineteen. What is most unique about the conversation we're having here is that both of you are engaging in nursing programs and you're both qualified and licensed registered practical nurse, both of you. And you're moving on now to the registered nurse program, which is how long is that program, the bridging? Mine's about two years, about two, two years, years four two months, years. yeah. Okay, two years. So what I want to talk to you guys about is your experiences being nurses there was some practical aspect especially from a COVID-19 era and how the learning in terms of what they they incorporated into the learning having to do specifically with COVID-19 and the pandemic that we're in did you have that experience in terms of any switches changes to the curriculum when the pandemic began yeah so actually when I was doing my clinical section of the nursing um, I was in the eMERGE unit, and when a patient comes in from the eMERGE, they really call it first line because you don't know what they're coming in with. And so being a student, um, we were around a lot of people who were coming in, and when they when we were giving them care, we found moments later that they actually have COVID. Um, so a few programs had to be stopped because students were getting sick or whatnot so we had to make adjustments um to make sure that students in emerge or just in any unit had to just come fully prepared in their ppe which is your personal um protective equipment mm -hmm. and just make sure that you treat any everyone and anyone as a covid case to protect yourself mm -hmm. all right for naomi um so our labs they changed it to online Okay. So we usually have like a practical at the end mm -hmm. and we actually had to videotape ourselves, which was good because you could keep videotaping until you got it perfect. <laughs> so that Work was to good. your advantage. Yeah, but um, in, I was at Brampton Civic. Um, luckily, I was on a cancer unit. Uh -huh. So they're the last resort for the hospital to send a COVID patient. Uh -huh. But Brampton had no beds, so they were sending COVID patients regardless. But our school told us that um, since we're students, we're not allowed to go to COVID-positive patients. Right. Um, now they've lifted that, but yeah, they made that a rule that we're not supposed to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be giving care to COVID-positive patients. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I'm just here thinking as, as I'm listening to you both uh, speak about your experiences practically, we know that there's the learning aspect. What about your the, the emotions that you went through? Obviously, yes, it's part of your education process, getting that qualification, having to do the practicals, the clinicals, but 
at the same time, hey, COVID is out there and emotionally, mentally, there must have been some sort of, uh, what do you call it, preparation or adjustments that you've had to make. So talk to our listeners about that. What was that like? Um, I wasn't... Okay, I was nervous about COVID, but I wasn't scared for myself. Right. Like, I thought I'm pretty healthy, so, mm-hmm. I, you know. But I was just more scared about giving it to my family. And at the time, I was living at my aunt's house, and it's like, I don't want to be the reason they get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took, I would change out of my scrubs at the hospital. Like, nothing would come into the house. Like, we were, I was doing all that. Right. Um, which might have been a little obsessive, but I just didn't want to be the reason someone else, you know, mm-hmm. got it just in case. That was your, your, yeah. your preparation, that yeah. mental adjustment that you made. Yeah. And, and for yourself, to know. So being that I chose nursing as a career, you know, any moment um, can be a pandemic in nursing, you know, like you have to always protect yourself. So with that being said, I was never really afraid of of making those adjustments as you know we're always wearing pb we're always wearing protective equipment in the hospital i think the biggest thing is that no matter how protected you are every time i left the room i would turn around and i would ask myself okay did i do the right thing was i covered did i protect myself can Mm -hmm. i go home you know (laughs) i'm thinking like is mom gonna kick me outside you know so i'm just I'm, i'm i'm replaying all these moments in my head and just making sure that I did everything correct. Yes. But um, all in all, I, you know, it's the career that we chose. So. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. I'm, I'm, they're associated with Yeah, Bambi, go ahead. Well, but also our friends were kind of acting weird. Like, my, at least my friends didn't really want to hang out with me till I was, like, done at the hospital. They were nervous. Yeah, they right. were nervous. They were, like, because uh, we weren't getting regularly tested. So uh-huh. they were, like... Uh, we'll wait wait to see you after you're done school and I was like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone was just so yeah. nervous about COVID and especially because of the, the yeah. potential high exposure that you guys may have had yeah. to COVID-19 being in hospitals doing your practical yeah. okay so you finish your RPN program you're both now registered uh, practical nurses both of you and as we've mentioned several times throughout our discussion today you're now going on to the bridging program for the registered nurse uh, several questions coming to mind, but first I want to ask in terms of what made you decide to immediately go right away to the RN program, uh, both of you, uh, in terms of career progression. Just talk uh, to us about that in terms of the decision-making process uh, there for that. Um, we actually sort of just applied. We thought we would have to actually start next year, mm-hmm. um, and we just took a chance and applied. Um, for me, I just wanted to finish, like, I want to get it out the way. Everything done one time. Yeah, one mm-hmm. time. I didn't want a, too big a break from school. Um, I always n- knew I wanted to progress and not just stay at the RPN. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're young and I think, you know, it's there. So do it. This do opportunity it. right now. Mm-hmm. And we have the most free time now. Like, as we get older, there would just be more responsibilities, mm-hmm. less time. So, yeah. Okay, and Yeah, well, my mom told me I had two options. She said I stay home and pay rent or I go to school and <laughs> and I uh, don't have to pay rent. So I chose the option that had less rent. <laughs> but um, I knew that I wanted to progress in my career, like Naomi said. Um, 
the difference between the RP and the RN is knowledge, you know, and skills, little skills here and there. But all in all, you, you do the same thing, you know, on my unit where I work now, we, we pretty much do the same work. So I wanted to progress and continue to gain knowledge and skills and just further in my career. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. And before doing the RN program, I know that you both had some work experience. Actual, this is time we're not talking about clinicals or whatever. You've been in the actual work world, working at hospital, but also doing some swabbing uh, for COVID-19. Uh, both experiences, just, just let us know that the swabbing, for instance, what was that like? Um, you know, I was excited for it. Uh -huh. uh, my mom, not so much. She huh? was like... Uh -huh. uh, you're gonna be all up in there, like you know, <laughs> swabbing people, like no mask. For COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, you're coming into contact with so many people, but our workplace is pretty, like, really safe. Um, I don't feel endangered at all. Mm -hmm. um, we do regular testing, um, and yeah, it is nerve wracking when you see people like we just tested come up as positive. Oh, right. And it's like, Ugh, and I wipe everything down in the clinic, but. Um, yeah, we've been working there for almost six months, and it's been good. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And, and for you to know? Yeah, so for me, it's when they sneeze. Yeah. Uh, when they sneeze, I run. Yeah. I run the opposite <laughs> way. Literally. I run. And then when they're done sneezing, I come back. I get a bottle of spray. I spray everything down, wipe yeah. everything down. Mm -hmm. And like Naomi said, it's just nerve-wracking when you see a test. You had a conversation with someone, a full-on conversation. <laughs> and then you swap them. They come back as positive and you're asking yourself oh my goodness i just had a full conversation with this person we uh -huh. laughed and now they're positive you know but luckily for us we we get um a regular test once a day so you know that that alleviates some of the stress right and, and of course you're you're wearing your mask yeah. and uh, do you have your whole pp stuff on yeah. for the swabbing test? yeah so yeah. we have gowned a face mask um our shield mm -hmm. um and that's pretty much yeah, it. Gloves, it. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah, is gonna be a whole. Uh, what do you call it? Catman suit. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it yeah. is pretty hot. So we actually like the company we work for. It's pretty cool because we get to go to movie sets and TV show sets, uh -huh. um, which you never really think because they need us in right. order to work. Um, but it gets super, especially in the summer when it was humid. We were in trailers. We didn't have AC. And we're in all of that. It was just, Lord. yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I appreciate about COVID, though, is that, um, like, the opportunities have been amazing, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. A lot of opportunities. We're to meet some cool people. Right. Yeah. And, and some, it some... opened doors that you would mm -hmm. never think. Like, they're like, hey, we need medics on our show. Like, come work for us privately. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would never have thought to message a producer to mm -hmm. work on a on a set. TV yeah. program. Yeah. And you've met some really popular yeah. uh, actors and actresses yeah. too from yeah. from yeah. from heard some stories of some of the people yeah, that like you've met. Drake about. and his son have uh -huh. come to our clinic. Uh -huh. Um who else? Daniel Caesar. Yeah. I met Jason Momoa. Um he's Aquaman. Uh -huh. Um uh -huh. And who else? That's Alan Richardson. Oh yeah, Alan yeah. Richardson. So we got to meet yeah. some cool people. really cool people. Any yeah. any autographs at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> no it's just I'm, yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep it. Professional. I don't wanna be that person. Yes, of <laughs> course. Keep it professional. Just thought I would ask, you know. But uh, listen, I, I I really enjoyed the the conversation that we've been having here. 
uh, today on the international and just wanted to really have this little chit chat just so folks could understand well what it's like for students pursuing university level education in the era of covid having to do online classes online examinations the mental preparation and so forth for that so let, let's look to wrap our conversation here and, and just a few more things i just want to ask you guys in terms of lessons learned from the experience uh, having to do what you've just done and then continuing now to the RN program. Anything particularly sticks out in your mind as in, hey, this is something that I didn't do before, I didn't know before, whatever the case may be, uh, from, from both your perspectives. We'll start with you, Naomi. Um, honestly, you need um, the people in your class. Like I've heavily relied on classmates, mm -hmm. um, especially online. Um, it's not like in person i never really used to like you know i'd only talk to them if we had to do a group assignment i'd kind of go in there do my own thing and like leave school um but with online now they're forcing us to mingle because they're like you guys need each other um it's a different learning environment like you can't always message your teacher but at least i know i have these people to rely on if i if something came up like an emergency I have them to rely on to get notes or whatever because the teacher is not always available. Um, I know I won't be going into school the next day so I can't go ask her so I have my teachers and then also you have to be really disciplined. It's easy to like be home, do whatever, you don't attend class. Um, you have to be really disciplined with online learning and um, the best advice is to stay ahead because that way you at least know the content and you're not wasting your time in class, you get to ask your questions. Okay, yeah. to know. For me, I would say like COVID um, has showed me as well that, you know, how much we need as nurses, we need the public, you know, because lately the public has been like stepping up for us and advocating for us in terms of making sure that we have equipment and standing up for us and really having a voice for us so that we can do our job and provide you know better health to the public so it showed me the relation between nursing and how much we need the public as much as how much the public needs us as well as um cleanliness you know just the change that has come about in terms of everyone is now hand sanitizing what before they go to grocery stores which is really needed um, you know, when you go out to eat, they're actually wiping down the tables. And so just the cleanliness that's going on has really taught us a lesson. I think everyone a lesson, you know, wash your hands. And so I think I think outside the classroom, it's taught everyone a lesson. And I think that's that's good. We wouldn't have had a wholesome conversation if I didn't wrap our discussion today by asking you both about your views on the controversy surrounding vaccines and not getting political obviously you can choose not to answer if you wish to uh, but I, I know you're aware that there's a lot of controversy surrounding whether to vaccine mandatory vaccines or not but you both are frontline workers you see what happens in the hospital you see covid patients what happens to them uh, the process the the um the struggles that they have to go through so to speak the whole vaccine controversy what, what do you make of it as nurses you know i get both sides like if you get the vaccine you can still get covid um but that 
they even on the CDC they've worded it totally wrong. Like they've misconstrued it because people still come into our clinic and are like we're double vaxxed and I'm like okay, but you can still get COVID. So they've made it seem as if if you get the vaccine, you're immune to everything, which is not the case. The point of the vaccine is so you don't end up in the hospital. Um, but I still do agree that more rec- I would like to personally see. Um, the effects of it later on um i am double vaxxed but Mm -hmm. um we kind of we're going to be forced into it anyways for school Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's my take on it okay yeah i i agree with Mm -hmm. naomi you know i'm fully vaxxed as well um but i would have also liked to have seen more research and more time but they say technology is getting better so maybe these are the times that we're in where things can be produced within six months rather than, you know, four years or so. Um, The only thing I would say is, um, you know, these are the times. So if you're afraid of COVID, just wait a couple more years. (laughs) We're going to have, we're going to have, there's going to be thousands more things. So man, if you're afraid of COVID, just wait to see what else is coming for you, you know? So, you know, But it's not just, the vaccine is not like, if it was a live virus vaccine, I feel like I would, be you know i wouldn't wait for a trial because we've done live vaccines our whole lives yes um but just because it's a new type of vaccine the mrna that's just what's yeah kind of iffy for me right 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 and i know that uh some universities i'm not sure if the ones you both are at have required that students have to be vaxxed in order to continue even to enroll uh, have you had to deal with, well, I know you're both a double vax, but have you, any of your peers, you had that experience of them not being vaxxed and uh, having their issues and concerns about being vaxxed, having to like, well, here is a mandate now from the university. Have you had any of that experience at all? Yeah. So um, it's actually not even the university's fault, though. Like mm-hmm. in our program, we have clinical at the hospitals and the hospitals, you have to be fully vaxxed in order to work there. Right. They're actually firing people who are not fully vaxxed right so the university's telling us like if you want to do placement you have to they're giving you the option not to do placement but that would just push you back mm-hmm. a semester or however long they continue this for okay so yeah okay and have you had that experience to know yeah definitely i think that's just the hardest one is you know people who because now they're forcing the the double vaccination in order to stay in our nursing program but there's people who haven't um, got vaccinated and it takes around a month of time to vaccinate Mm -hmm. so if you've just registered for school we've had people who are literally begging to stay in the program because a a month is not enough time you know to get the vaccination so there's been a lot of people who have been kicked out the program who haven't been able to make the program because you know they're not going to make the vaccination time to go to the hospital Um, and I think that's that's the only difficult part for us in school is if you weren't vaccinated, um, you're going to have a harder time. Got you. Thank you so much, both Miss Naomi Pinto and Mr. Danelle Daniel. And I want to thank you both for giving me some time here on the International to speak about education and learning in the era of 
COVID-19, the information, the conversation is really, really nice today. And you shared some information, which I hope would help other people out there who are thinking of obviously going to university or traveling abroad to go to universities, whether in metropolis, whatever it is, and some of the realities of having to learn during the era of COVID-19. So folks, uh, both Naomi and Danal are now doing the bridging program to the registered nurse. They are both registered practical nurses here in Toronto, Canada. This brings us to the end of the International Four of this week. I am your host, Jeevan Robinson, saying until we meet again next week, have yourself a wonderful day. The International Podcast. Conversations that matter from around the world. From politics, entertainment, culture, the arts, lifestyle, and more. The International brings you various perspectives from key voices. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know.